for me, it was the perfect marriage between tech, storytelling, art, music. Mm. Mm. Animation basically brings all of those things together. Yeah. And in many ways, yeah. also a lot of innovation because you are sometimes thinking about how to translate a certain visual style into computer programming that requires coding. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have to create something from scratch, right? So yeah. growing up in an Afropolitan home where I was always told these stories, right? But then as I grew older and I traveled more and I went to school abroad, I saw that a lot of the people around me didn't have this same sort of upbringing. We don't really know a lot about our history. And in school, history classes were not centered around African history. It yeah. was always other stories. So I was always passionate about telling our stories in a way that could engage many age demographics, but particularly the younger age demographic, mm. um, could make Africa cool again. So yeah. in terms of what our younger generation consume, as opposed to looking out for the Western world, we look inwards and seeing that representation really helps to form a positive mentality about yourself. On this episode, we are joined by Nisi Ogulu, who has co-founded two startups, one in animation production and the other in the electric vehicle industry. In addition to her entrepreneurial pursuits, Nisi is also a talented musician and artist. We discuss Nisi's background growing up with a strong curiosity, which will lead her to study abroad and work for one of the largest companies in the automotive industry. We also delve into her process for generating great ideas, highlight some of our most interesting projects to date, and explore what motivates her to continuously innovate and contribute to the tech ecosystem. All right, enjoy the episode. Hello everyone, I'm Chuka. And I'm Emmanuel. And you're listening to Inside the Tech Ecosystem podcast, where we explore Nigeria's tech landscape one conversation at a time. Hey, ITT fam, you are welcome to another episode of Inside the Tech Ecosystem. It's been ages since we recorded, and as usual, I'm going to blame it on Emmanuel. It's Emmanuel's fault. Uh, we're, we're glad to be back. And uh, yeah, let's, let's catch up a bit. What's been up with me? Nothing much, as usual. Emmanuel, on the other hand, has been. Uh, Changing countries, move, um, changing apartments, um, burning steel, and uh, <laughs> what else? Here we go mean? again. <laughs> man, it was good, man. I, the latest is that I got I got a sofa, and it has wow. Yeah, yes. Funny enough, like I didn't know like what a thing is about sofa that everybody likes, but when I got my own sofa, I, now I understand it. <laughs> a sofa and couch, they're different, right? I think they're the same. Um, it just depends on, I think, the country or... I don't, I don't like what you... There's some very tiny, tiny differences between a sofa it. and a couch. I hear what you represent <laughs> you. You've changed your lingo. That's... What lingo? Oh, you mean, so what should I call you it? You're the first Nigerian I've ever heard say so <laughs> in my life. Anyways, um, let's leave Emmanuel's lingo out of the way. Today, we have a superstar in our midst. And I always say superstar for all our guests, but this is... This is not just a superstar, this is a rock star as well. Um, yeah, and before I introduce her, I just want to 
you know, you know what? I have to introduce her first. Hello, Nisi. Thank you for gracing us with your presence. Nice to be on. How are you? I'm okay. I'm okay. Uh, how's, how's it going? Congratulations on the EP. Thank you. Thank yep. you very much. I know. That's, that, that was a beautiful work of art. I'm not yeah. saying it just right here, but it was actually <laughs> really good. Um, I have on. my I have my top three. I love Unwind. I love Higher. And obviously, um, any song with Damola is a vibe. So I love you. <laughs> Uh, uh, what's your favorite song so far though? Like, I'm curious. It's tough and it changes every day. I think, um, yesterday it was Unwind, if I remember. Today, I think I'm back to, I'm back to Thunder. The day before that, it was Gloves. Yeah, I actually, mm. I actually like Thunder too. You know, that's actually, um, a testament of, you know, if an album or an EP is good, your favorite song mm. changes every single time you listen to it. Imano, oh, what's your favorite song? <laughs> My favorite is uh, the one with Fireboy. Of course. And then the of one course. before it, I don't remember the name. The, the one, one just before. before it. So the first, so so the middle three uh, are my favorites. Okay. So yeah. that's Overthinking Nobody and Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. Those are my favorite okay. three. All right. Anyways. Um, I, actually listened, I actually listened to it on the way to work and on the way back. <laughs> I was like, I need to confirm the name for this <laughs> song. Nah, I forgot. Yeah. Would uh, put the link uh, to the EP <laughs> in the show notes, so if anybody's curious, they can check it out. <laughs> now I can read Nisi's. I can introduce Nisi um, properly. All right. So Nisi Ogulu is a multidisciplinary singer, songwriter, engineer, visual artist, recording artist, entrepreneur, animator, and creative director. I'm sorry. Okay. Well done. That was a mouthful. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, I- I'm actually very curious. Right, like. When you meet yeah. someone for the first time, how do you, what is the first thing that comes out of your mouth? How do you introduce yourself? Because this oh. is a lot. <laughs> Hello, my name is Nisio Guru. That's where I start. And then, okay. and then I and let, if you want and to I learn let, more. If I want to let out more, I let you do the asking. So when you say, oh. what do you do? Then I break it down for you. Oh, that's cool. Uh, mm-hmm. I do a co- I do a number of things too. And I think my personality changes depending on who I'm talking to every single time. So I kind of understand. <laughs> no, I, I definitely understand that you need to you need to gauge who you're talking to. You know, I'll let you introduce yourself properly. Um, on this podcast, we let guests tell us about their journey, their story, how they got into tech, you know, and hobbies, interests, whatever. So, Nisi, take it away. Okay. Um, I'm Nisi Ogulu, like you said, rightly so. Um, I am a multi-hyphenate. I I'm a singer-songwriter, uh, a visual artist, a product designer. Um, I own two startups, one in EVs, electric vehicles, out of mm-hmm. Africa, uh, and another one in animation production um, of motion pictures uh, that ranges across TV, film, comic books, and storybooks. Um, in summation, that will be Nisi in a nutshell. Oh, wow. Thank you very much. So um, how did you get into tech or how did you know you wanted to, you know, design products or you wanted to work with EVs and the likes? I mean, I've always been somewhat of a geek or nerd in a sense, but not necessarily in the atypical, in the, in the typical way. Um, so I have always had a fascination for how things work. 
um, especially mechanical objects or, you know, software. So in my household, I am the child everybody calls to fix computers. <laughs> and, and when they buy when they buy new structures that you have to put together, it's it's me that everyone's looking for. Um, yeah. I've always I've always had that fascination um, from childhood, um, and I think that translated in me being just naturally good at subjects like physics, chemistry, uh, maths, mechanical design, uh, computer programming, etc. But I don't know where it came from. I just re- woke up one day and realized I could do all these things. Oh, wow. <laughs> you know, all those people <laughs> on Instagram, you see somebody draw with salt and then you're asking, how did this person know that they had this talent? Like, you know <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> you just pick up salt and then you make a whole art for you. Like, what is, what is happening? You start to think about your life. <laughs> so, okay, you've talked about the tech part. So, how did the art part come about? Because apart from, you know, music, I know you started playing instruments when you were like six. Um, yeah. I think I was playing the recorder at the time. I was really good then. <laughs> we, we all, all played the recorder. What do you mean? Recorders are instruments too. <laughs> no, they are, they are, but we all had one. That's that's okay. what we're saying. Yeah. I used to play... She's, um, she's, say, she's, say, she's saying that you're not special. Like, okay. everybody had a recorder. That's what I, Emmanuel is trying to, is trying to put me in trouble. Why, why are you always coming at me on this podcast? I used to play when they called Bumper to Bumper with the recorder. I was really good at it, you know? I'm not, of I'm all not, the anyway. songs. Yeah. All one, songs. Day, one day is my goods. One day is my goods. Okay, uh, fair but, well, apart from the music part, you're you're a visual artist and you're an animator as well, right? So, like, yes. I mean, that has a lot. That takes a lot of creativity, like a lot, mm-hmm. right? People in tech, you know, sometimes they're just like they may not be as creative as the other people, like. But like, how how did you you know build that skill set, like you know drawing, and you know animating? Because animating is a lot of work. I've tried it before, yeah. So. So, I mean, to clarify, I don't do the actual animating. So I'm, I am an okay. animation director. And um, what that entails is I'm a producer, I'm a director, I do concept art. So back to the journey of, of my artistry, I would say when I was younger, I was always fascinated with cartoons and comics, right? So Spider-Man was a big one for me. I really mm. liked Spider-Man. Um, and there was this comic book I saw when I was like five, six. Um, and the cover art was just incredible. You know how Spider-Man has all the webs and the lines? And I yeah. thought, I need to like I need to recreate this. So I sat down and I started like drawing it. And it turned out to be amazing. So, I mean, according to my parents at the time, because my memory is quite big. Um, so um, they kind of knew, oh, this child is actually good at art. And I guess the passion just blossomed like that. Um, I always took art art classes in school because I liked it. I always drew, um, I would draw anyone I could see or come in contact with, draw cartoon characters, whatever the case may be. Um, I always excelled in arts. I always seemed to be the leading art student. Um, and I guess that's how it's evolved over the years. Okay. So talk to us about uh, Crew Animation. Uh, so we know you're the co-founder. So where'd you get the name Crew from? I've been trying to so creative, creative reels because motion oh, picture okay. reels. Nice. And then create creativity obviously is involved. Um, so that's where I got the name. For me, it was the perfect marriage between tech, storytelling, 
art, music. Mm. Mm. Animation basically brings all of those things together. Yeah. And in many ways, yeah. also a lot of innovation because you are sometimes thinking about how to translate a certain visual style into computer programming that requires coding. Um, mm -hmm. And then you have to create something from scratch, right? So yeah. growing up in an Afropolitan home where I was always told these stories, right? But then as I grew older and I traveled more and I went to school abroad, I saw that a lot of the people around me didn't have this same sort of upbringing. We don't really know a lot about our history. And in school, history classes were not centered around African history. It yeah. was always other stories. So I was always passionate about telling our stories in a way that could engage many age demographics, but particularly the younger age demographic, mm. um, could make Africa cool again. So yeah. in terms of what our younger generation consume, as opposed to looking out for the Western world, we look inwards and seeing that representation really helps to form a positive mentality about yourself. Well, personally, I believe storytelling is, you know, one of the most powerful forces in the world, right? Because with stories, you can change a lot of things. You can change yeah. narrative, you can change um, people's worldview of, you know, um, who, who you are and all of that. I was watching a movie the other day and um, the person I was watching it with said that just watch how they're going to paint these guys to be the good guys. And that was exactly what they didn't know. But in real when, life, we know that. In America. <laughs> why, why are you making me do this? <laughs> it was Not actually because, American soldiers. And of course, that's just, because I have to commend like, them. <laughs> we have to commend like, them. Very the like have manipulated the media in such a way that paints them as the greatest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um, and it's, it's fantastic. You have to give them their flowers for that. Yeah. yeah. It's crazy. Like they can't do any wrong, you know? So, I mean, that just, that just tells the power of storytelling. And I love the fact that you're trying to push the bounds of innovation in that aspect in Nigeria and in Africa at large. Um, but what do you think the future of storytelling looks for the animation industry in Nigeria at the moment? I think there's a lot of great players in animation currently. Um, the only issue is that we don't have a sustainable system because at the end of the day, we're almost stuck between a rock and a hard place. So there is a certain lack of skill sets in the market for skilled, uh, skilled and highly trained people that can actually do the work within your pipeline of producing an, an animated film or what, whatever the case may be. Um, but because there hasn't been an established enough industry that can encourage parents to enroll their kids into such a course in school because you can't really see an industry where they can get jobs. Like in the way you can see, you can be a doctor, you can be an engineer, you can be, you know, uh, yeah. an investment banker, ETC. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't encourage that um, original yeah. path. So a lot of the people you see today who are specialized in, in these fields are self-taught or have gone to school abroad and are coming back. So abroad in the Western world, everybody can see there's an industry that exists. So people yeah. actually go to school to study animation, to study the different sectors and departments that comprise of a full animation production, right? And their parents don't look at them like they're mad people, like they're, they're going to starve. So um, I think on the one hand, we have to create an industry 
On the other hand, how do you create an industry without the skilled workforce? Um, so it's it's a bit of a it's a bit of a sticky one for us to navigate. But but I think with with the right kinds of partnerships at the minute, with the right kind of training, um, you have to become a teacher to be able to execute. So we have to be the ones that are training people um, and bringing up that workforce. Yeah. Can you, can you tell us a little bit about uh, the kind of roles or skill sets you need for you to execute like in a, an animation studio? So it starts with um, concept design, which is obviously imaginative drawing, um, representation of characters and environments. And then you go into storyboarding, which is even more imaginative because you have to think about shots, how yeah. characters move. And all, all of this obviously is after the script has been written. Um, okay. So you need writers. Um, and then, so you need that ability to really construct frame by frame shots of how mm -hmm. an asset sequence is going to formulate itself. Then you go into animatics where you actually make those drawings move like they would be moving on the screen. Um, okay. so you need to now learn certain softwares to be able to execute that. Whether the software is 2D software is like Toon Boom, Moho, ETC. Um, and then you do 3D modeling. 3D modeling can be done on several softwares as well to bring Blender, the character. Cinema 4D. Blender, exactly. Yeah, you know your stuff. I had <laughs> a career in animation, but it didn't quite work out. So now I... <laughs> maybe now maybe, maybe this is an opportunity. Come back to us. Chuka, let's talk. Come back to yeah, us. Yeah, yeah. Listen, we have to, we have to talk actually, you know. Um, yeah, maybe, yeah. I can, maybe I can intern with you guys. Come now. Come, come, come. I'm, I'm looking for people. Let's go. All right, um, all right. I'll, uh, I'll keep in touch. <laughs> Yeah, so 3D modeling, then you rig the characters, which is basically like creating joints and uh, expressions for their entire body to be able to move more fluidly. Yeah. Before you get into the actual animating um, of the characters into the environment, then you have things like VFX, special effects. So if I'm walking on the floor, the sun needs to come up. That's VFX, right? Um, after VFX, you have things like post-production, you get into grading, then you have your audio as well, your voiceovers, your voice recording. So there's several skills that come into play um, throughout the pipeline. I think it's, I personally believe that it's very exciting. Um, it's always great seeing people who can do all these different things so well. Um, but yeah, th those are the main, those are the main things that are needed. That yeah. sounds so, so complex and very yeah. long. And it's a lot of coordination <laughs> and yes. expensive, yeah. Yes, it is all How of How expensive it. is it to Ooh. run a studio? <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> my, my exclamation is... Is, is, is it a case of let the poor breathe? <laughs> it, is, it is very much let the poor breathe. Yeah. It's, very much, it's very much that. I think if you can imagine, if you want to make a high-quality short film, that's what about five to eight minutes long, hmm. you probably will be looking at around $60,000 to be able to execute oh, wow. that. For our audience, wow. that's like 60 million Naira. <laughs> yeah, for, for our Nigerian audience. We have other yeah. Audience. yeah. Yeah. Wow, so, that's a lot. Yeah, it's very expensive. Wow. Okay. So, and I know that, and I know that for you to make money, uh, maybe I'm wrong, you need yeah. to produce something, right? Exactly. Uh, so you so are, how do you, you raise the first 
capital to be able to build that project? You have to sell your vision to investors. And if you don't have the money yourself, you have to be able to sell your vision to angel investors. So people, it's like convincing people, even if it's your auntie or your uncle or your mom or your dad, family and friends, you know, convince people, scrape together some funds. If you have some, some money, then obviously you can put in your own, your own capital, but those are really the only viable ways unless you apply for grants or you do things like Kickstarter or you raise funds publicly um, by like GoFundMe, ETC, sell your ideas. But you can even only do that when you have the ability to draw because how do you sell an idea that entails drawing when you can't draw? Because you have to sh- you have to show people what you're trying to achieve at the end of the day. Yeah. It's not the same in software. <laughs> you, can, <laughs> you can raise money with nothing. <laughs> exactly. You, know, you, tell someone that you have a great idea. You know, it's going to take over Facebook and then invest all the bills. I mean, somebody had a startup that crashed and took away plenty of people's money and mm-hmm. raised more than $200 million like a few months after the scandal. Imagine and it's not just somebody. Feature. It happens like, it happens a lot. It happens, yeah. yeah. Well, I I understand, right? Uh, I think you guys are you guys are doing a great job. I I, th- I think it's only up from here. Uh, I was actually at Comic Con in twenty twenty one. I didn't I didn't see crew actually. It was later I saw videos. Oh, right there. As well. Yeah, I was, I was yeah. at Comic Con at Necker House twenty twenty one, and we were there yeah. in twenty twenty one. Yes, but I didn't see. I saw other exhi- um, exhibitors, but I didn't. I didn't, I probably didn't know you guys well enough back then. But like, okay. I, I'll, okay, I'll keep my eyes on Pro from now on. You know, better. Yeah. <laughs> I'm really looking forward to what um the organization is doing. Uh, so you, I think you also mentioned that it has a gaming component. Like, are you guys trying to get involved in games as well? I mean, down the line, I think obviously strategically you have to do things step by step. But okay. down the line, once we cross this first hurdle of releasing the IP that we have, I okay. believe in the way that we've constructed our IP, almost all our projects can be converted into games, which was a very important okay. thing for me. Um, so, yeah, once we can... Sorry, first clarify what IP is for people that do not know. Intellectual, intellectual property. property. Okay, good. I was so people... <laughs> it basically means things that you've created. Yes, 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 yes. Oh. I know that. Right. <laughs> so, uh, talking about st- studios now, you know the big studios like Marvel, DC, and the likes. Uh, yeah. What do you think the What do you think it takes to transition from you know where you currently are, like as as an indie studio right now at uh, mm-hmm. Creo, to something that big, right? Where probably you're like the household name for Nigerian animation studios or African animation studios. What do you think? Mm-hmm. What do you think it takes, right? I know it takes a lot of money, right? And you've yeah. talked about the training and whatnot. Are you currently um working on any such training now or planning in the future to kind of yes. like get people to like work yeah. on that, you know? Yeah, we're planning this is in our business model, um, in our in our fundraising strategy as well as one of our first components is to build an academy where we train people. But to answer your your question, um, what you need, I think it's it's down to a lot of, hmm, it's really down to connections, number one, um, partnerships, and 
I forget the word that was just in my head now. So connections, partnerships, and marketing. Okay. Okay. I think also getting the Nigerian audience or the African audience to buy in your your dream. Yeah. You know, that as, that, that ties into marketing for me. You have to okay. sell you have to sell the product. Obviously the product has to be good. Um hmm. first things first. You have to be hmm. the product has to have consumer retention value. So um you just have to market the product a lot. It's almost like for for instance now, right? There are songs that you normally wouldn't listen to, but because it's been pushed so much down your throat. I'm telling um, you. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> you hear it everywhere. You've been forced to listen to it, and then all of a sudden yeah. you find yourself on random days just humming the song and yeah. <laughs> I'm singing. So yeah. that's the kind of thing that you need to do. It's, it, it is very aggressive marketing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Totally yeah. agree. A song came to mind just now, but I'm not going to say it. No, 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 <laughs> drop it, please. <laughs> yeah, so Chuka already mentioned big animation studios, and there are two major ones that uh, produce like superhero movies. Yeah. I'm sure you've gotten asked this a lot of times, but I'm Which going to ask you again. starting with? Yes, Marvel or DC. <laughs> Come on now, what do you think? Marvel, like... <laughs> Thank you, thank you. Yeah, like yeah, I, I, I haven't, you you've been falling. I haven't. Yes, I agree. I agree. Well, I, agree. <laughs> I mean, what do you define as falling hand? Because if we if we relatively look at it in comparison to what DC has been producing, of okay. course, if if, well, if it's okay, if chill. you compare it to DC, no. Okay, Nisi, Nisi, what was the last Marvel movie you genuinely enjoyed? <laughs> it took you time. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, was, I think I, I think I think Black Panther no. was which think, one? The first or the last one? Wakanda no, Forever. Wakanda Forever. No. So let me tell you, let me tell you why. Let me tell you why. Right. Okay. I think the way they there's certain things I know that you don't like. You probably don't like the new Black Panther approach that they took, right? At the end. But what I, did, what I did admire, not even the child, like Shuri's role. Okay. What I, I don't really admired, have a problem with Shuri's role, actually. I, feel like I actually like Shuri. A lot, of did. a lot of people did. I think for me, I really admired the nuances that they played mm. on, especially when it came to like colonization and the, the, the underhanded jokes okay. that had such heavy yeah. meaning behind it. Well, and they do that a lot. And the way the storyline sort of built a solid enough narrative for you to um, glorify femininity, um, female warriors once again, which is something they do mm-hmm. excellently. Um, mm-hmm. I was engaged in the storyline. Um, I didn't necessarily feel like um, I predicted anything until the end when I predicted, obviously, that his son was probably going to come. But okay. um, it's without Chadwick. So I think all of us went in with that bias. Yeah. And yeah. I also but I think, think they did a good job, was, like, honoring him. They did a good yeah. job honoring him. And, and some people would say it was so emotional. It was too emotional for them. They mm. would have wanted a bit more action, a bit more mm. 
you know, mystery, but it was very emotion packed. Mm. Rest and in I think peace, that was good. Bozeman. Yeah, rest in peace, Chadwick Boseman. Yeah. All right. So uh, we want to take this towards uh, Kemet a little bit. Uh, am I pronouncing mm-hmm. it right? Kemet Automotive, right? Kemet Automotive, so, yes, you are. All right, great. Uh, actually, this is actually a superstar. I'm sorry, because <laughs> this, is, this is crazy, right? Uh, I want to talk about, I want to go back, go way back, right? Um, Origin first, right? So you studied mechanical engineering at the University yes. of Warwick. Is it Warwick yes. or Warwick? Warwick. What? If this was Unilag now, it, was, it would have been very easy to pronounce. Okay, University <laughs> of Warwick. And, uh, yes. you know, I heard about, you know, you doing like two projects that had your supervisor. Was that at the university or secondary school? I'm not sure. University, university. You're university, right. okay. Had yeah. your supervisor like, nah, this one is going all the way, right? You, you were drafted yeah. first, first pick uh, from Portacot, Nigeria. <laughs> you know? yes, yes. So, yeah. so I think that was really impressive, right? And I just I just have a question, right? You I think you've mm-hmm. been, you know, really insane stuff at Land mm-hmm. Rover. And I'm very curious as to why you decided to come back to say, you know, no, I think you know, Africa needs me, Nigeria needs me, and I want to actually do stuff here, right? Because this yeah. brother, this brother that's my co-host that is here. I don't think this boy is coming back. <laughs> we don't know that. We, we can't predict the future, okay? All right. Okay. So, uh, Nisi, what, what was like your thought process in, you know, deciding, you know, I want to start something of my own? You know, I know you're mm-hmm. an entrepreneur, but like, you know, stuff like that, especially in, the, in Africa, a market with um, not great purchasing power. How do you, how does that like, you know, come together? It's funny we say that because there are a million, as of 2021, there were a million brand new cars sold yearly in Africa. So, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, you you could claim that there's not enough purchasing power, but there is um, hmm. relatively. Uh, for me, it was more about trying to, I always had a vision that I wanted to bring back all my knowledge, all my learnings to develop my continent. At the end of the day, I think that is the legacy that I want to leave behind um, to create something that can spill over to really elevate my people and people that look like me, essentially. Okay. Uh, because oftentimes we've been left lacking behind on trends. Um, and I feel like the mobility era of sustainable energy is something I didn't want us to miss out on. And this is something that, once again, I had the expertise in, right? Yeah. I, I did three projects for this British company um, with European ties or world global ties. And at the end of the day, I am African. So mm-hmm. I am already both the minority from a gender perspective and the minority from a racial perspective. Okay. Um, but it was still a welcoming environment um, regardless. However, I didn't see a lot of people like me. And okay. Every day, that was a reminder that that's because I feel like that opportunity does not exist for enough of us. Not the privileged ones, like our friend Emmanuel here that can japa. But um, I know, right? I know, right? <laughs> but, <laughs> Let's not go there. Let's not go there. <laughs> but it's more about it's more about creating that representation 
and actually mm-hmm. building something that can uplift our economy, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like a big part of global recognition and respect comes from what your economy contributes to that global market. Yeah. The okay. reason why you can't treat certain um, citizens a certain way in certain countries is because you know their country is powerful. And if you yep. try it, they will come for you because you've harmed a citizen of their country. Yeah. Or yeah. they will pull out a certain resource. Or there will be some form of repercussion that will make you uncomfortable as a nation. But when you yeah. look at a lot of African countries, we are just exploited, right? Mm-hmm. And there's not a lot of repercussion that come into people's minds when they maltreat people like us all over the world. And I feel like we need that tide to turn. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah. Same. Yeah. Can you tell us about the Kemet Automotives? Tell us about yes. the company. So Kemet, um, means land of the blacks in ancient Egyptian tongue um, because we we look back at what was or where pioneered, you know, great technology and industrialization and it's Egypt, right? People are still studying how the pyramids were put together at that time. All, all scientific instrumentation was gotten from there. So okay. you can see that Africa was already leading in this field, but obviously yeah. it was stunted based Civilization on... Civilization and stuff. Exactly. So mm-hmm. it's, it's about bringing that back. So we're two, um, myself and my co-founder, Rui Mendez, who is Senegalese French. Um, after I had worked at um, Jaguar Land Rover, I had a plan. We wanted to... I wanted to create the an EV company um, that had a design and innovative innovation-led vision where okay. we can create products that can rival the rest of the world. Not products okay. that people look at and say, oh, it's because it's Africa. No. Yeah. Products yeah. that I like everybody that. Products yeah. everybody around the world is even asking, did they really make this? For yeah. me, like when that. they question how good our pr- pr- cars look, that is the best thing for me. It's like, it shows that we've raised the bar. So mm-hmm. yes, we met um, via him sending over decks. Uh, a lot of people sent me decks at that time. He sent one across and it completely matched my vision. And we just started running um, full speed, full throttle, um, mm-hmm. got things executed fairly quickly, onboarded team, started to come up with business partnerships based on my experience and his experience over the years in the mobility space. We've mm. come up with we've come up with several designs now, business plans. We have great traction and leads with commercial partners, technical partners. We've developed a working prototype um, Ooh, that will nice. event to the world at some point this year. So We've achieved a lot in a little bit of time because our vision has been so aligned and we've been so driven to get this done. Um, Kemet is going to be a massive company by the grace of God that really yeah. sheds light on on Africa and really puts us on the map. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That sounds so good. Like you, it was you so good it, to hear you that. Heard it here first. Yeah, Kemet to the world. <laughs> to the world. Which. What what city are you going to launch in first? Is it Lagos? Senegal. 
Oh, okay. See his mouth like Lagos. Do you have lights? I mean, <laughs> yes, I was going, that was going to be my follow-up question. <laughs> because I, I read in the news once that um, Lagos State wants to introduce, I think, electric BRTs or something like that. And I'm, yes. the first thing that came to mind was, how are we going to charge these you know, vehicles? Actually, I want Nisi to answer that question. Nisi, please. Yeah. So it's 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 not too far fetched. There are already mm. um, EV charging station manufacturers that exist. We we are one of them as well, and we tend to like oh, nice. partner with already pre existing companies. It's all about establishing partnerships with your governments because obviously you can't do it alone. Um, establishing those partnerships and starting to roll it out. It takes about three three years to minimum to develop a fully working vehicle that is road legal. So in okay. that time, you can focus your energy on developing the ecosystem. That's smart. That's really Hoping smart. that the, the vehicle is going to work out. But yeah, yeah. it's going to work out for sure. Yes, you should I mean, make it affordable for me. For of course. Like and that's part of that's part of that's part of our our, our mission is is affordability okay. as All well. Right. But it's a mandate. It's not it's the EV EV world is coming. It's not a yes, thing that yes. is yeah. a far-fetched yeah. dream. Every country has a mandate to cut their CO2 emissions. You mm. can't run away from it. I, I think it was Buari who signed ours, right? Yes. And then he ran away the next day. <laughs> I yes. mean, he did run away, but... <laughs> Talking about cars, what, what's your favorite brand and what's your favorite vehicle? Hmm. See, this is a very tough one because... I'm just such a big fan. It's hard to really pick, um, because because I'm in in the electric field. Um, I guess recently I've been really paying more attention to EVs. Mm, okay. Uh, the the best EV on the market from an aesthetic perspective and functionality as well performance to me is the Porsche Taycan. But okay. you also have I need to Audi, look that up. You also have the Audi e-tron coming hot hot on its heels. I think mm-hmm. for me, in terms of brands and execution of aesthetics, performance, um, feel, luxury, comfort, I think Audi does a phenomenal job. Nice. nice. I would have expected to hear Tesla, but that's just what you know. That's that, why. Yeah, exactly. That's the only one I know. I, I know that other other companies um build EVs, but I don't know the names and the models. Yeah. I think Audi does. Even for Tesla, I only know I think model S or T, something like that. I'm not into cars. Yeah, there's model Y, there's model there's model X and there's the model S. So it seems like you know a lot about many things. So <laughs> when you were talking about when you were talking about animation and music, right? I was like, okay, the regular average viewer just goes mm-hmm. to the movies and enjoys the movie. Yes. So for you, right, you'd, you're a filmmaker, right? Mm-hmm. You listen to music, the same thing happens to you there. You, you look at cars, the same thing is happening. So mm-hmm. how does it happen in your mind? Do you ever like relax to enjoy stuff, in, like the stuff that you, you have expertise in, or you just like, every time you're just like, ah, I can do it better than this? It's not even a case of I can do it, but I think it's it's the worst for cars. 
I think when you start working in the car industry, you are conditioned to notice every little imperfection. Mm. Mm. So I think that's where I have it the worst. With movies, sometimes I still just am able to enjoy it. But with animation, it's also bad because you can spot like mistakes because you look out for them in what you make. So you see yeah, it. Yeah, sure. Um, it, happens, it happens to us with yes, the podcast. it happens in tech as well. <laughs> I'll be take I'll be the podcast as well, yeah. I'm sure, I'm sure. So yeah, I think I think for me it's the worst when it comes to cars. Hmm. So what vehicle do you drive now? <laughs> Vehicles. The one I, the one I said I like. <laughs> Ooh. In Lagos or in London? In London. Okay. okay. All right. Would you ever bring one to Lagos to drive on the Bridge? <laughs> Maybe Lucky, Lucky or Victoria Island or Banana uh, Island. I don't think so. If I want the car to, to last, you want yeah. you want mechanic to use that and do Christmas. Do you understand? Uh, I actually saw a Tesla once, and I was like, in Lagos, I was like, ah, this guy must be paying a lot for for this to happen. Like that's that's Ezra sets. There, are, there are four Teslas in Lagos <laughs> that are functioning. Wow. Oh wow! Yeah. For, for now, specific. For now, for now. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> All right. Um, but soon enough, you soon enough it will be Kemet's vehicles, right? So soon enough it will be Kemet's. Oh, we. <laughs> All right, Nisi. Uh, talking about your career and like designing products in the automotive industry. Uh, what has been your in- most interesting project so far? Right in in that space. Uh, oh, I know you okay. took. Design lead on, I think I think it was Range Rover. I I don't know what year that was. Was it 2022? 2022. 2022. Okay. All right. All right. So, I have I I I'm I'm going to break this down into two questions. What has been your most interesting project so far? And also, for the design lead role, that is that is completely insane, right? <laughs> how much work and how much creativity do you think it takes to get there? Because you know, as an African, as a woman, you know, coming to getting to that level, that is very inspiring. People see that and just think, oh, that like the representation matters a lot, right? To a lot of us. Yeah. So how yeah. much how much work, how much creativity, you know, would you tell people listening right now that it takes to get to that point of your career? I mean, it takes a lot of work, a lot of commitment, um, for sure. Um and a good amount of learning. I think you need to stay very teachable and very open to collaboration, especially amongst your team. It's it's really pivotal to deliver any project. It's it's you need to understand that it's not it's never a one man band. It takes a village, so hmm. it really teaches you a lot about teamwork, about leadership, um, about perseverance, about problem solving, also. Uh, because you're dealing with different kinds of people across the board. Yeah. I think my my biggest takeaway was that it's it's understanding how to navigate problem solving, especially when individuals with different ideas, ideologies, and temperaments come into play. Okay. So, what about the the most interesting project so far that you did? I mean, okay, if you exclude Kemet. You know, I, in the if context. I exclude Kemet, okay. Yeah. Most yeah, interesting, yeah, yeah. to be fair, 
is not the biggest one. Now, my most interesting project was probably the one I did for the Austrian Red Cross. We created a customized um, rescue vehicle called Project oh, wow. Hero. Um, okay. And that was it because it was a small, it was just me and two other people. And I literally even drew the manual by hand. Wow. <laughs> because it was that small of a team and we executed it in 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 good time it was fun we we were able to play with ideas and concepts we created an entire command center at back we were able to get new like technology systems new walkie-talkies for them to be able to communicate we had the drone that was mm. customized service for different weather conditions it was just exciting because we were bringing in so many different ideas and we were able to really try it out we repurposed like certain components of the interior to make it a very, very good working tool for rescue missions so that, you know, they're well-equipped when they have to go into the middle of nowhere. That's that's amazing. That's amazing. So it, it means you're not new to complexity uh, from what you've been telling us so far. It seems like you're actually pretty much, like, ready to build all these companies. So you do oh, music, yeah. you do arts, you you run an animation studio. You run an EV company. When do you sleep? <laughs> it's <laughs> a very sleep. good question. Yeah, don't sleep a lot. <laughs> Who said that? Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought that was a member of my team that came to chip in. <laughs> um, um, no, my sleeping time is quite bad. I'm working on it. Do you yeah, ever yeah, get yeah. time off where you like? disconnect completely and you're like okay you know it's this next three days one week i wouldn't do anything i'll just be in theory i have time i i have one or two days of time off but in in reality it doesn't work that way because i have this lazy guilt feeling mm. it's like any second that i feel like i'm not doing anything yeah I feel very guilty. I'm like, okay, you're being very lazy right now. Get up. You could be doing X, Y, and Z and look at you here lying down watching Netflix. So, <laughs> so I get a lot of that. Um, yeah. Like I said, I I think it's good to establish balance in your life. Yeah. Over the course of the years, I've learned that, you know, being constantly on the go is not good for your health and mm-hmm. uh, your sanity as well. So, just advice to all the people listening, please yeah. take your very seriously. Take your rest time very seriously. Do not emulate me on this one. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think that's what happens when you are driven by a lot of ambition. Like, you know, you wake up thinking about your next move. You go to bed thinking about your next move. Like, I, I think that's what happens because, you know, and uh, speaking about the, you know, the, the most inter- interesting projects, I feel like, a lot of tech people will also say their biggest project was probably not their most interesting project, right? The one that they had a lot of fun on, right? Because ideas just keep pouring in, you know, that vibe to just work, work, work and produce something, you know, magnificent for people to use. So that ambition just kind of like takes your your sleep away and stuff. But do you play sports? Do you exercise? Do you... You know. Yeah, yeah. So that that I do, that I do. Um, I I I exercise. I play some sports when I can. I'm very big on basketball. 
I don't get hey. to she's not, she's yes. not Yeah. I was waiting for this. Correct player of all time. Who's the good? I'm a baller. Baller. Who's the good to me? I can't yeah. lie, right? I know you people are always going to say, oh my God, he's generic. <laughs> like, see, you have to give it to LeBron. Uh, because, uh, no, I knew, uh, I, knew that, I knew that's what you think, right? But, I mean, obviously, like, you still have MJ, if, if yeah. you're talking about of all time. And then Kobe, you know. But, yeah. I would argue that LeBron is... You know, rivaling Kobe, to be fair. Mm. But hey, I think I think LeBron has done a great thing for the sport, for the game. So I I wouldn't. Yeah, I I'm not has. as I'm not as defensive as I used to be because, like, I see the I, guy. I, I think what I would say for LeBron is LeBron has been able to keep himself like through many eras. So LeBron played when it was like you know bully basketball. LeBron played where people were shooting from half <laughs> half of the court. You know, so I think LeBron has done like he has faced more versatile opponents than the other greats. Yeah, maybe Kobe has as well, but he didn't win any of them. Like he didn't win them in 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 the finals. So mm-hmm. yeah, that's what I would give LeBron. Thank you very much for that objectivity. I appreciate it. Unless you should, you should go one on, you should go one on one. I'm a big Steph Curry fan. I mean, I'm ready. All right, now no Allah, no Allah. Uh, okay, so uh, I want to talk about, I mean, in Unboxed, uh, I think I, I read something you said, in, um, I think you posted when you talked about the, the inspiration for the um, EP name, you talked about how, you know, people just want you to fix, fit into one box, right? And uh-huh. I think you've also mentioned how you run away from genre boxing. And I think it's interesting because you listen to that EP and it's a, it's, it's different sounds, right? Like a lot yeah. of songs, you know, it's not, you don't go in hearing the same thing and it's very interesting. I, I really think everybody needs to listen to it. But apart from that, uh, you know, talking about fitting into one box, we have mentioned like, we've talked about like, I don't know, maybe five or six of your careers, <laughs> right? If somebody listens to this podcast without hearing the intro, they'll think we're interviewing multiple people at the same time, right? You know, mm-hmm. the art the art aspect, the music part, the engineering part, um, the tech part, you know, it's very interesting. And uh, I know a lot of people that start out with a lot of interest like that, and they don't seem to know what exactly they want to and what to do. And society is very... Uh, monochrome in nature I, I don't know if that's the correct word but society always tells on, tells you to focus on one thing you know jack of yeah. all trade master of none i like to use the word myopic in myopic mm. yeah that's 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 fair enough too right it's, society is actually not a big fan of diversified interests right so what would you yeah. tell to someone that has a myriad of interests and can't seem to like focus on one thing right and you because I feel like you you are really successful doing all of these things and you're you're having fun. You're enjoying yourself, mm-hmm. right? What would you tell someone that has a lot of interest and wants to do a lot of things, wants to diversify, but you know, everyone keeps looking at the person like they're on serious, right? Because you know, focus on one thing, focus on one thing, give it your all. Um, I would say definitely stay true to yourself. Um, but it's also important to understand that at any given point in time, you need to be able to 
do things serially as opposed to simultaneously in terms of managing your time and the time that you dedicate to each of these things, um, it's going to require sacrifice. It's going to require a certain level of dedication where you need to hone in the skills that are required to each thing in a way that allows you to still execute at a masterful level. Um, and I think a big part of it also is honesty with yourself about the areas and all the things you want to do that are really for you, as opposed to things that other people will be better off handling. So those are the things that would help. Um, but all in all, roll up your sleeves, do you. Yeah, thank you very much. Uh, I'm pretty sure maybe 15-year-old me would have loved to hear that at some point. I've always had to you can see you're, you're hearing it now. Yes, it, thank you. You're, to, you're to, not to too old. It's <laughs> to do a lot in my life. All right, Nisi, thank you so much for coming on the show. Uh, we know you've been really, really busy and you've been doing a lot, but you still made the time for the podcast. Uh, but uh, we usually round up with a question. Uh, we usually ask our, our guests what they'll be doing if they were not in tech or if they were not in the... Mm-hmm in all of the other things you're doing. But I think that's unfair to say to you because you're already doing a lot of things that are not tech-related. <laughs> yeah. So I think a better question would be, is there any industry that you're interested in but you have not gotten around exploring yet? Space. I think I definitely want to... Oh, wow. <laughs> that's interesting, though. Yeah, when I was younger, I used to, I used to think about going to space on, on an expedition as potentially an astronaut or something. But yeah, I'm fascinated with spacecraft. That's nice. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's nice. Space. That that's one of the most unique answers we've gotten so far. Someone said pastor's wife. Another person ah. said there'll be a kid. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So th- this has been this has been really fun. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys. Thank you so much for listening to this episode. We release new episodes every month. If you haven't yet, please subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcast. And if you enjoy the show as much as we do, don't forget to leave us a five-star review so the podcast reaches more people. A huge shout-out to the amazing team behind this show. This includes John Ayeni, Faith Idowu, Okechuku Nwachuku, and of course, your lovely host, Emmanuel and I. Connect with us on social media at Inside the Techos on Instagram and Twitter and Inside the Techos system on LinkedIn. Be one of the first people to get the latest news, updates and announcements from us by subscribing to our newsletter. We promise we only share the coolest stuff. All right, see you in the next one.